Well, hello there, friend, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast. My name is Amanda, and I am an adoption coach. I am here to help you avoid unnecessary expense and overwhelm in your adoption journey so you can match faster. I do this by supporting you at each step of your adoption journey with valuable training designed to help you save time and money and by helping you create and share your high quality adoption profile so you can bring home your baby faster. I look forward to supporting you in your adoption journey. So let's dive right in to today's episode. The adoption world is changing, and if you don't have multiple different types of your adoption profile and aren't sharing it multiple times a week, it's going to take longer for you to match. And it doesn't matter if you're working with an adoption agency, consultant, or self-matching. Everything comes down to you having different types of profiles and sharing it many times a week. I recently conducted a study of my clients who have matched over the last eight years to understand what different types of profiles they had, how often they shared it, and then how long it took for them to match. Now, before I share those results with you, let's level set on the word match. Matching means an expectant parent picks you. That doesn't mean the amount of time it takes for baby to come home, right? Because an expectant parent may pick you when she's six months or six days pregnant, right? So matching simply means to that point. So let's get into the results. My clients who had four different types of profiles and shared it on average four times a week matched within nine to 12 months versus my clients who were primarily working with adoption agencies who only had two different types of profiles and only shared it either through their agency or maybe once or twice a week themselves, they matched within 12 to 18 months. Now, what are the different types of profiles? How should you be sharing it? How often should you be sharing it? And really, how does that all come together? Well, that's exactly what I'm breaking down for you in this episode. So first, let's start our conversation by understanding what the different types of profiles are. You might also hear me refer to them as adoption profile tools. Either way, the type or the tool. Let's talk about what the different options are that we're going to discuss in this video, okay? The first would be something like an adoption profile book, or maybe an adoption profile website, or an adoption profile video. Even having social media, or a flyer, or business cards, or brochures, all of those different elements are different profile types or tools. So let's start with the most old school basic profile type that most of us think about, which is an adoption profile book. So an adoption profile book these days is mostly used by some, you know, older school agencies or attorneys or consultants as a way to physically share your profile or your story with an expectant parent. Now, one big secret tip that helps my clients match faster is actually taking that profile book and including a QR code that helps someone get easily and quickly to your website so that they can watch your video. Now, I'll talk more about the videos and websites and all of that in a moment. But when it comes to the profile book, here are a few things that you should keep in mind. 
So again, with all different types of profiles, you want to make sure you're telling your story. Within a profile book, you want to really be focused on different elements of your story on each page. But you want to make sure that the whole thing comes together as a story because your profile book feeling like one cohesive unit and something, quite honestly, that's engaging that she wants to read and learn more about is really important. But it is also important for you to know not everybody wants to read. And that's why including that QR code inside that profile book to get someone to a space where they can watch your video, to see more pictures, to learn more about you in a different way, ultimately helps my clients match much faster. In fact, I have clients who come to me and say, you know, the agency is telling me that it's going to take a year or longer to match. And then within just a few short weeks or months, they're coming back and saying, we matched and the agency's just blown away. And then when I ask to see other profile books, or if I look at the agency's website and look at other profile books that they have there for people to, you know, see, I see inside those profile books, they don't have links or QR codes out to a place where people can really engage with those profiles in a different way. So what I can tell you is that when I talk with expectant parents, 85% of them want to see a video. They want to hear your voice. They want to see you in action. And so having a QR code inside your profile book when you're working with an agency or a consultant can really help you match a lot faster within that agency or consultant's pool, especially when those other profiles don't have that option. They don't have the QR code inside the book. The next type of profile we're going to talk about is your adoption profile website. You can think of this as being more similar to the adoption profile book, but it is obviously in the power and the palm of your hand, so to speak. When I talk with expectant parents and I talk about either websites or books, they tell me that they actually don't want to lug around a book because it's so bulky and heavy. And quite honestly, if they're just starting to consider adoption, they don't want to risk someone finding that book. But going on a website and learning more about you, it is very easy for them to conceal their adoption plan by just clearing their browser history or closing the tab, right? But on the adoption profile website, you want to treat the content similar to a book, meaning that it's a bit longer form than what you would find like on a social media post, right? Or than what you would definitely find on like a flyer or business card. On that profile website, you want to break it up into logical chunks about your family. You want to tell your story. You want to tell more about what you like to do as a family. And then you want to talk about each family member individually. It also gives you a great opportunity to bring in things like references. There is real power in having other people speak on behalf of your family. And in fact, expectant families that I've talked to tell me that it is really important for them to see what your village has to say, because they also want to get to know your village as well. So on your adoption profile website, what's really important is that you have the opportunity for people to kind of dive in in chunks to get to know you because they're not going to sit down and read everything all at once. Another hidden tip that's really important that I know makes a big difference for my clients is actually making sure that your profile is what's called mobile optimized, which means it looks good on your phone. I cannot tell you the number of people that will send me their profile to review. And it's definitely a website they've built themselves because you can tell it kind of looks cheap and doesn't really have a good cohesive flow either to the content or to the design itself. But then when you look at it on your phone, it's horrible. 
You have to scrunch pictures up and you have to try to zoom in to read the text. And it is really a bad experience. So listen, I'm all about saving money and DIYing things when it comes to building, you know, your profile elements, if that's something that you have expertise in. But if it's not, my friend, just know that it's hurting you way more than it's helping you. Now, this next tool is one of what I think is the unsung hero of adoption profile tools, and that is video. In fact, when I poll expectant parents and ask them what different types of profiles that they want to see and ultimately what was the profile type that made them pick a certain family, 85% told me that they picked a family that had a video over a family that didn't have a video because they found it easier to get to know them. Now, this is a big deal, my friend. Having an adoption profile video or multiple of them really does help people get to know you in a different way. Now, so you may be wondering, where does this video go? What is in this video? So this video would go on your website, would go on social media. Heck, you could even list it on YouTube unlisted and just have a QR code that you have on a flyer or in your book or things of that nature to get people out to watch it. Now, in this video, what's really important is that it is cohesive to your other profile elements. So it tells the same story that you tell in your book or on your social media or wherever else you're sharing your profile. It is important that it looks and feels the same. So if you're using a particular type of font or colors or things of that nature, you want to use those in the video as well. And then you do want to repeat photos and stories between all of those other profile elements. I often have clients that'll tell me like, should I repeat the story? Like I already said that here, should I say it again? Yes, because the repetition builds trust with the expectant family. And it also helps their brain remember the information. They're like, oh yeah, I did see that post about them going to the market um, to buy fresh flowers on Instagram. And here's a video of them actually going to the market and buying fresh flowers and how they love to go to the farmer's market on Saturday mornings, that that's something that their family does. The combination of seeing it on the Instagram post and then in the video as well, the combination of those two really becomes really powerful in her remembering who you are. That repetition is real key in building not only the, you know, the familiarity factor with you, but also the trust. Now, I also spoke about the different types of profile videos that you may want. I would always suggest that you have one profile video that is just getting to know your family as a whole, right? This is who we are. This is why we want to adopt. And here are some things about our family and our life. The other type of profile video that expectant parents tell me they really value is from your references. Now, I know. When I tell my clients that they want, that they need to ask their references to provide video as well, that's often one of those moments they're like, I'm not so sure that they're going to do that. You would be surprised how easy this can be. I give my clients a script that they can give to their references to follow. This is, hi, this is who I am. This is why I'm speaking to you, you know, things of that nature. And creating your profile video for either yourself or for them can be way easier than you think. Just set across from a window that has beautiful natural light spilling into the room. Set your phone on a stack of books about, you know, eye level 
and just begin speaking. You can always go back and edit out all the ums and, you know, remove all of the takes that you don't want people to see to create your profile video. If you saw all of the outtakes from this video, you would be surprised. You would see me looking over here, looking at my notes. You would hear all of the ums and me telling my editor, Starlin, like, oh no, Starlin, like, let's not use that one, right? So it is totally normal to feel nervous as you start your video, my friend. Just a word of pep talk that you can do it. If I can do this in my attic at 3 a.m., you can do that, okay? The next type of adoption profile I suggest you have is an adoption-specific social media account. And more specifically, I would recommend Facebook over Instagram. While a lot of people do use Instagram and it is a highly popular platform, more of my clients are matching in Facebook because of the shareability factor. With Instagram, you don't see a whole lot of sharing and reposting and things of that nature. My clients primarily use Facebook because their grandma will share it, their aunts will share it. And the sharing of all of that from a social perspective actually leads to more connections than someone just reviewing a static post on Instagram. Now, you can totally use Instagram. Of course, you know, Facebook meta makes it so easy for you to post between the two and you can schedule the content between the two. So it doesn't hurt to do that. But the platform you want to be active on rather than just scheduling will definitely be Facebook because of the shareability factor. Now, why do you need an adoption specific Facebook account? That is because you don't want somebody scrolling through all the things on your Facebook profile in order to get to know you, right? So somebody randomly tags you that you went out, you know, um, on the weekend and had dinner with them. That's not necessarily part of the story that you want them to be focused on. You want them to be focused on the part of the story where you have fun with your friends and family and that you have a tight knit community in your local area that you are, you know, a participant of, right? Those types of things are the stories that you want to curate. You don't want to see that you went out to, you know, the barbecue joint on Saturday night, right? Like that's not part of the story. The other is obviously from a privacy perspective. There are a lot of scammers that do prey on hopeful adoptive families, unfortunately, in the social media space. And if you can separate your personal profile, have it super locked down, everything on private over there, right? And then have your adoption specific profile that is public so that anybody can see it and anybody can click on it and get to know you. That does allow for a little bit of separation. Not saying that you don't have to share your personal profile with your child's birth family after they place you know, their child for adoption with you. That is totally your choice and you can do that. But I would just, in the meantime, I would keep them separate from a privacy perspective and protect yourself from scammers because you can always turn off that adoption profile, um, you know, if you want to, but going back and kind of unraveling everything out of your personal account once you've, you know, finalized your adoption, that's much more difficult. So what needs to be on this adoption profile that is specific on social media? Again, you want to tell your story. I teach my clients to create their story basically in what you can think of as like pillars, right? Or as an outline. So you can think of them sharing stories around how they like to go out with friends and family or how they hang out with friends and family. And then they'll tell stories about that. And so that is the information that you're going to want to have on your social profile. 
in addition to those videos that we've talked about, in addition to links back to the website that we talked about, because expectant parents tell me that they use social media much differently than they use the website. On social media, they want to read a little bit. They want to see the pretty pictures. They want to flip through the carousel. And then if they want to get to know you from there, then they're going to click out to your website. They're going to treat it much more like they would a business interaction. They've come across a business on Facebook. They're like, hmm, they've got some cute shirts or cute books, right? And now I want to go back and actually look at their website because maybe I'm considering purchasing. It's a very similar kind of flow, if you will, from the way they interact with your social media account back to your website and your video. All right, now let's talk about the final profile types that I suggest that you have, which are ways to share this in real life. Now, I know this is gonna sound weird because you're like, why do I need a flyer or a brochure or a business card as a profile? And in those things, I really can't tell much about my family. So why would I use them? You should use them because it is a way to share your profile with other people. So whenever it comes to sharing your profile, you want to think about where are some natural places that you go every day that could also potentially intersect with somebody who could be considering placing a child or somebody who would know someone who would be placing a child. So things like the bank, the dentist, the doctor, the laundromat, the oil change place, right? There are a million different places, restaurants, right? There are a million, a million different places that you frequent as part of your circle. And what you want to think through is what is a natural thing to put there that someone could be exposed to that could share it with somebody else or go and look at it themselves. So they give you an example from my own adoption, we told our OBGYN that we were considering adoption. And so having a simple brochure there about our family allowed him to pass it off to an expectant parent who came in and said, I'm pregnant. I don't know my options. I don't know what to do. And he was able to say, oh, I know a family that's considering adoption. Here's more about them. Give you another example from a client of ours. We made this simple flyer, just had a headline that said hoping to adopt. We put their image, you know, their, their picture. We made sure it looked really nice and graphically designed. And then it had a QR code with a simple arrow that said, scan more to learn or scan to learn more about us, right? Very, very simple graphic. And she put that up in a laundromat in just two short weeks, she brought home her baby. So you want to think about where do you go and what are the natural ways that you could be sharing this, right? Could you give a business card to your dentist that they hand out to, if somebody mentions that their granddaughter is pregnant and they don't know what to do about it and you know all of that? And then if it becomes an easy part of the conversation of she's considering adoption, it's like, oh, I actually happen to know this family that's adopting. Networking your network like that and asking your friends and family to do the same is really important, my friend. Doesn't matter if you're working with an adoption agency or a consultant and you think it's their job to match you. Yeah, it is their job to match you. And they will match you on the timeline 
that ultimately ends up working out from their perspective, meaning they have a whole other list of families. And as expectant families come in, they kind of work down that list, right, based upon who matches from a characteristic perspective. But nobody is going to be as motivated to match your adoption as you will be, and quite honestly, as your family will be. You'll be surprised at how often your friends and family that really and truly care about you are willing to share your profile on your behalf. And that is the real secret sauce here, my friend. If they're willing to share your profile, you've got to make it easy for them to share it, and you've got to make it easy for an expectant parent to get to know you. The combination of those three is ultimately what leads my clients to success because they put themselves in the driver's seat to match their adoption. Now, I know I've shared with you an awful lot in this episode, and this, quite honestly, has been one of the most valuable episodes ever because I've really taken the time to go back and analyze the archives, right, to see what helped people match. And if you need a story of inspiration, my friend, then just scroll down to the show notes and you can grab a link to an episode of a client's story who matched incredibly quickly. 